Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident, feel empowered, and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hey, Bombshell, I am so ready for you to wrap up this three-part series with me. I am your host of the Bombshell Business Podcast, Amber Hurdle, and we are going to get down today on how to promote yourself to media, part three. Um, But before we dig into that, got to give another shout out to Miss Elena Lipson, who left a rating and review on iTunes and says, Amber is an engaging, sharp and dynamic. Love all the practical tips. Thank you so much. Um, I definitely like the practical part. I like for you all to get things done when you get done listening, because if all we do is listen to things and we don't put it into action, then we don't really get anywhere, do we? So um, that being said, let's get somewhere and dive into, like I said, part three of how to promote yourself to the media. So part one, We talked about laying down the foundation. So we talked about who you're trying to target, both from an audience perspective and a media perspective. Um, We talked about what you needed to get together. Um, So make sure you go back and listen to episode number 39 if you have not yet, so you can lay that foundation down. If you do not lay the foundation down, you are not going to be able to be successful. Part two was um, making it easy to cover you making it easy. You want it to be easy for media folks, producers and reporters to be like, Ooh, I'm going to call Amber because it's easy to work with her. She'll, she'll meet the, she'll meet this deadline that I've got, or, you know, she'll do all the work for me. And then I don't have to hardly do anything. Make it easy. The media has a lot to cover right now, y'all. It is. And they're, they're, um, I'm about to get on a soapbox on last time's episode. So for episode 40, uh, revisited, I just want to let you know that, um, reporters now are carrying their own cameras, they are creating their own stories, they're doing their own research, they're actually reporting, they're handling the social media. I mean, it is pretty intense now. I can say this because, A, I went to school for public relations, which meant that I had to go to journalism school, and I know how it used to be, and I have been covered since then in uh, multiple businesses and um, for other things that I'm involved in from a volunteer standpoint. And, you know, when you sit down, you break it down with a reporter that you're talking to, and you realize, like, what all they had to do. <laughs> you're like, dang. So you want to make sure that you're nice and easy to be covered. Um, so if you didn't catch episode 40, go back and listen to that one. Today... We are going to talk about handling success and rejection when it comes to media. Okay, so if you've done all of your work and you start getting covered by media, I don't care if it is the high school newspaper or the college uh, newspaper in your community that covers you first. You take that piece and that's what you use to pitch the next Uh, media outlet with, okay, so they can kind of get an idea of how they went about uh, covering you, what the angle was, if you were a very quotable person, um, if you did a podcast interview, then you want to link to that. In fact, in my, um, 
in my guest um, application, I put, you know, list where else you've you've been because I want to make sure that you're interesting um, and that you're going to be entertaining if you're going to be talking to my bombshells. I mean, you don't have to be like, you know, like you don't have to have jazz hands or anything like that. But if you're very monotonous or if you do like, um, well, I shouldn't even say this, but I'm going to, I'm going to because y'all... <laughs> I just tell it like it is. You know it. You know how I am. And I'm just going to say this. But if you get on my podcast and you sound like a Kardashian and you're like, uh, at the end of every sentence, that's just not going to work for me. My audience is going to hate it. And I'm just not going to let you be on my podcast. So you want to make sure that you can give examples of what kind of guest you might be like. And so there's kind of the catch 22 that you have to have that in order to get on or to get covered by other media. But somebody's going to give you a break. Okay, somebody's going to give you a break. So you just take whatever break that you got and you keep using that pitching each additional media outlet. So um, full disclosure, the Bombshell Businesswoman uh, media tour that was completely put together by my fabulous publicist, Susan Schwartzman. Um, hopefully, I'll get her as a guest on the show. That would be extra good. Um, and she did all of the pitching for me. But, you know, she had to take one uh, one interview and, and then pitch the next uh, media outlet that we wanted to get covered by and now she now that we have all of that which remember at the very beginning in episode 39 when we talked about goals one of my goals was I wanted a book specific foundation that I can use for the next book that I write so now we could take all of that and and point back to look look at the coverage Amber got for the bombshell businesswoman you should cover her because look at a great job she did so holistically that was my approach but even in your actual media efforts when you're when you're going through a campaign which we designed in episode 39 very rudimentarily but did I say that right rudimentally rudimentally I don't know I don't know guys you look look that one up it's the end of my day and I'm tired and I have recorded this is my third podcast I don't think I've ever recorded three podcasts in a day but I have left y'all in a drought and so I am committed y'all I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna talk at this mic you know what else happens and now I'm just rambling when you record an entire book and you record a book for Audible, you learn how to talk into the mic for a lot longer than you did 20 to 30 minutes at a time when you were just doing podcasts before. So uh, buckle up. We got some we got some podcasts coming because I got a little more uh, energy in me for this whole talking to a mic thing. Anyways, okay, so building on your successes, you want to take one media appearance and leverage that to get another media appearance. And I do think it's important, no matter if you're pitching a product or a service, um, I think it's important that you have multiple channels. So you want to be covered in print, you want to be covered online, you want to be covered um, visually some way like, um, you know, like, like on a television interview type situation or a YouTuber or something along those lines. I think that's important, even if it's like a Facebook Live that you do, um, that you can point to, I think it's important for you to be represented in every form or fashion, both in new media and um, traditional media. So traditional media, I'm talking about like television, radio, print, newspapers, magazine, that sort of thing. And then new media, I'm talking about like blogs and YouTube and podcasts and and all that, because you just, of course, you want to go, and we talked about this before, you want to go to where um, your audience is, but um, it's also good just for depth and breadth of your 
um, not just your exposure, but um, really just showing that you've got the chops to, to have a little bit everywhere. Um, just, just even if it's just like one newspaper article, even if it's just one, then, um, then even if you're, you're trying to go after millennials who don't necessarily read newspaper articles, more than likely that is going to be also shown online. And so it's kind of like a twofer, right? So you're going to be in print and online. Okay, so using those um, successes, and then also use one testimonial to get another. So if you're launching a product, and say you have a new, oh, what would be something new and fabulous? Well, let's talk about um, maybe you have a new nutritional supplement and somebody gives you just an amazing review. Well, you might take that and then you might show that to an influencer, meaning somebody who has a lot of fans, followers, uh, people on their email list, maybe they're a famous person, and you say, hey, these three people said these amazing things. Look at the before and after pictures of these people. We would love to send this to you for free, and, and, and then you let us know what you think about it. So now you've got all these good um, reviews from from legitimate users, or maybe they were your friends, or maybe they were um, people who signed up for you know free samples. And you, of course, you always want to disclose that because we are ethical business people. And and now you're going to be able to have somebody who has um, some clout behind their name. And so you want to use your one media appearance to get into another uh, media outlet, and you want to use one testimonial to get another testimonial, which you can then use to continue to build credibility both on your website and in your sales copy and in your advertising, but also in your media efforts. So you always want to build on your successes. Now, what about failures? (laughs) Oh, y'all, you got to grow some thick skin. It could just be, it's the wrong timing. It could be the wrong audience. Maybe you think that you're a great fit for this particular show and you have no idea that the producers just met and they're completely changing the direction or they're about to fire the co-host or, um, you know, maybe they have some expectations of um, just really changing their demographic or something. You have no idea what is going on behind the scenes. So do not take it personally. That doesn't mean that you have to give up either. I mean, you can kind of try to keep coming back every so often with a different angle and maybe that they'll cover you. Um, but don't be afraid to ask, like, you know, what is it that's not a fit? Is it um, is it the wrong audience? Is it just the wrong timing? I mean, for me, it could have been that they just had a female business-focused uh, author on, you know, that they recorded. And, and, and so, like, they don't need another one. That's just, I wouldn't. Like, that's too much for their audience. It it could be that. Um, It could be the wrong market. Now, if you're a speaker, a consultant, you know, that sort of thing, do not be upset if your own area doesn't cover you. Now, shout out to Wilson County, Tennessee. So if you're unfamiliar with Wilson County, which you probably are unfamiliar, um, Wilson County is the county east of Davidson County, which is where Nashville is. So like from my front door to downtown Nashville with no traffic, which is a joke because there's tons of traffic now because we are the it city and we have like a hundred people moving here every single day. Um, But let's just pretend like it was, you know, a few years ago, it would take like 30 minutes. All right. 
So I have lived in Wilson County for quite some time. I have deep roots here. Um, I've been here pretty much with a few stints of, of leaving and coming back. I've been here since I was like 14 years old. Um, my particular community has generously supported my book. Um, the news outlets have covered me, um, huge, big spreads. They, everybody shared on social media. Everybody came to my, um, my book release party. I mean, I just, I couldn't love my community any more than I do. And they showed me the love back big time. So if you do not have strong connections in your local community, especially if you're a local business, if you're a local boutique or a local law firm or um, a, a, a website company or a graphic designer or a printer or a fitness center, you need to start building these relationships authentically, okay? Because the easiest ones are the local ones because they're the people that you go to the grocery store with and the people that you work out next to and the people that you go to church with. So um, that should be uh, like number one for you. However, Nashville as a whole, and I have a history in Nashville, y'all. I used to be a, a celebrity event planner. I was covered when I when I had Planet Nashville. I was covered by the Nashville media. I was covered by the Nashville media when I was a teenager. Um, no problem whatsoever. But here's the thing about Nashville. Do you know how many celebrities we have living here? Like, seriously, we have celebrities all the time. Like, you could be sitting at a restaurant and look over and uh, Steven Tyler walks in and sits at the, at the table next to you. Like, it is no big thing. Now, in Nashville, just as a side note, if you're coming to visit... We're cool, man. We don't mess with our celebrities. We just let them eat, okay? We let them have their coffee. Just chill. Don't don't mess with them. But because we have so many celebrities that, like, on, on command can come at any moment to get coverage, um, do you think they're really super interested in Amber Hurdle, who wrote a book? No, probably not. Until I've, like, you know, got a platinum record, probably not as interested in me. So am I going to get my feelings hurt over that? Or am I just going to be like, eh, I happen to live in an area where everybody's a celebrity and I'm not as relevant comparatively. But you know what? Other communities have put me on their shows. Um, I've gotten great coverage online. And so you just got to get your wins where you can. And maybe a few books in once I have a little more um, chops Maybe Nashville will co cover me. But at this point, does it really matter? No, it doesn't, because I've got my own podcast. So I will tell you myself, you should buy my book. You just have to have the right mindset. You've, you've got to have thick skin. You might be in the wrong market. You might um, be trying to pitch the wrong market with some of the outlets that you put in your plan that we put together in episode 39. And so a no is not a you suck. A no is like, it's just the, not the right time. It's not the right audience. It's not the right market. You're not a celebrity. I mean, it could just be something as simple as that. Um, you know, my friend Lindsay said this uh, a couple years ago, and I wear it out now, but no's are free. Totally free. I mean, you are not going to die if somebody tells you no. You will not spontaneously combust. Nobody's going to repossess your house. Your firstborn will not be taken from you if you ask to be covered and you don't get a response, or they just flat out tell you, thanks, but no thanks. I mean, I've been told by uh, uh, 
afternoon shows like we really kind of have stay at moms that watch us and so a book about becoming a business entrepreneur female entrepreneur is probably not going to be what they're looking for um we do a lot of cooking segments and housekeeping segments and like how to lose weight or you know things that are relevant to a woman who spends her time at home but you're not it So, you know what, that doesn't hurt my feelings, but I wanted to know. And so we got that response of this, you're not a fit because this. Cool. Moving on. Now I know I'm not going to keep annoying you as a producer and pitching you. Um, And then you just move on to your next outlet, right? So you get a no. Uh, You know how many different ways you can get covered in media these days with new media, meaning you know online and and traditional media, uh, which I've already explained. Just keep knocking on doors. The thing that made Madonna famous was not her incredible vocal skills, okay? Yes, she's known for her dancing, but like compared to J-Lo, she's not even like the greatest dancer. Is she a great performer? Is she a good person in, in theatrics? Yeah, she she can do that. But the thing that made Madonna Madonna is she never quit. She just would not quit. And she kept banging on doors until somebody said, yes, you can play on our stage. Yes, we will play you on our radio station. And I guess maybe that it's been helpful for me to be a musician's daughter, because I saw all of this, like, I saw the band go on tour, I saw the band, um, you know, try to get on radio stations. And I, I saw every time they launched an album, you know, what all that took. And I would go to the video shoots, and I would go to the photo shoots, and I would go to even some of the, um, like, magazine uh, shoots and coverage and that sort of thing. So I kind of saw that not everybody's going to tell you yes, and that you have to keep just asking and asking and asking and promoting and promoting and promoting. Good promoters, good promoters, that's what they do. They promote over and 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 over again. And they continue to build relationships so that the next time you have something to promote, people are like, oh, that was really cool getting to work with so-and-so. Okay? So again, as you're building on your successes, don't get cocky. Don't be cocky. Don't be, don't be like, don't you know who I am? Or, well, all these places cover me. Why don't you want to cover me? Be humble and hungry. Make it easy for them. Make it easy for the producer when you get there or the intern who is walking you to the green room. Make it easy for them. Be nice to them. Be kind. Be respectful of the fact that there are people doing their job and you're just there for a moment. Be respectful of the reporter who has a deadline and be extra early. Make sure that your press release is so tight that they could capture some of your content and literally word for word, stick it into their article and it would read well because you bothered to make sure that it was AP style. Okay. AP style is, is the news writing style. So if you're writing like you're writing an essay for college, you're not writing in the style of a journalist. And so you, you want to make sure that as you are getting more and more coverage that you start to listen and learn what it is that these people need and want from you and do that very humbly, very humbly. This is not the time to be asking for purple limousines and all of the brown M&Ms to be taken out of your uh, candy dish, okay? You are so not there yet and you are never going to be there yet. And I'm saying that as somebody who's worked with a lot of celebrities, I've worked with a lot of uh, big 
business people. And if you are difficult to work with, guess what? People aren't going to want to include you in what it is that they're doing. So um, make it easy if they need to switch you. Uh, For example, uh, one morning show that I was on, they had me uh, ready for a later date, but then they had an opening. And it was like, you know, the same week. And I was like, I'll do it. Sure. No problem. Well, guess what? I guarantee you the next time that I want to be on that show, they're going to be like, whoa, well, she jumped through those hoops to make sure that our butts were covered. We're going to have her back. Okay. So I want you to build on your successes. I want you to grow thick skin and I want you to stay humble and hungry on your path to success. All right. Let's talk real quick about hiring a publicist. Because for this, remember, I have a public relations degree. I have done public relations throughout my career. Um, But the thing is, I didn't have time to do my own PR because I was like, you know, writing a book and um, also trying to be the talent and be the person who is prepared and, and, you know, make sure that I was everywhere I needed to be and also manage my business and all that kind of jazz. So here's the thing about hiring a publicist. First of all, it is not a magic bullet. You still have work to do, okay? You still have to assist your publicist in coming up with pitches. You have to make sure that you get back to them. Um, They should be filling out all of the information on you and and turning all that in and and being the liaison between you and and, um, the show host or the producer or whoever it is, the reporter that you're working with. You still have work to do, though. Um, Now, you need to really do your homework, on who your publicist is. If you are launching, we'll just reuse the example. If you're launching a, um, a fitness supplement or a nutritional supplement and somebody's like, oh, I worked with this publicist and they were awesome and they are a publicist for rock bands, they're, they're not your person because who do you think, what kind of media contacts do you think they already have? probably no one in the fitness industry. I'm probably going to guess that those people that they know that are in the media cover rock bands. Okay. So first of all, let's just be like realistic about this. Um, Do your homework just because your buddy says that somebody is uh, a good person doesn't mean that they are a good fit for you. So you definitely, um, first of all, need to make sure that your budget and your topic your product or your service are a fit for them and they'd even be interested in you because a wise publicist would want to be successful and they would not take on any Tom, Dick or Harry or Julie or whoever you are. They would want to only work with people that would serve their media contacts well because then guess what? The media contacts like them more, they get more people placed, et cetera, et cetera. So they're not going to take somebody on that's irrelevant and nobody likes. Now, if they like you, you need to make sure that they are totally into you. I started with um, a a publicity firm and um, opted to end my agreement with them because while it seemed like it was a great fit, uh, it was not. And uh, probably it was a mismatch, um, which, again, these were all questions that I asked. So I just want to let you know. Remember, we talk about failing forward all the time. Um, I want to let you know I did do my homework and I did look at coverage and all that good jazz. We had a very in-depth conversation about the direction that I was going and some of my concerns and, um, and, you know, 
I think there was good intentions and the inability to follow through. So I ended that agreement um, with very limited results. So as Dave Ramsey would say, I definitely paid a stupid tax on that one, but whatever, you know, we, we, we learn from our losses. And at that point though, I very clearly knew who and what I needed. And so um, I found Susan Schwartzman in New York. Uh, she's a, a freaking dynamite, go get them, uh, take no prisoners kind of woman. She is definitely a feminist, but not a feminazi. And I'm, I'm, I'm trusting if you're listening to this that you understand what I mean by that. And I'm not putting anybody down um, because I am, I am fully a feminist at the true definition of the word. Um, and she gets that about me. And she gets the uh, the line that I have to walk down. And she also understands that I'm a woman of faith. She knows that I love Jesus, like, whoa. and um, But that I don't really want to talk about that a lot because I don't want that to be, uh, at least in the, in the bigger media, because I don't want that to be a block for someone who needs to hear the message of hope and everything. Because the way I look at it is if I do my job, God does his job. So I don't, I don't need, that's not what I'm called to do. And I know that. So before the Bible thumpers who are listening to this come and attack me and say, you're hiding your, you're hiding your light. Don't, don't send me an inbox. I, I don't need all that because God and I talk all the time, every day, all day. I have my marching orders. I know what I'm supposed to do. And so she gets that. And she also understood which outlets would be most relevant to me. So she she shot me straight. She's like, listen, we're, we're not shooting for the Today Show. You know, <laughs> we talked about that in, uh, in, in episode 39 when we we're talking about building our plan. So if you have, if you are a no one, and of course you're very special, and me and your mama, we love you to death. But if you're a no one, as in no one in your industry knows who you are, and you have a publicist who's like, oh yeah, we're going to get you like, you know, on 60 Minutes, run, run the opposite way, unless you like, you know, have some kind of incredible, extraordinary uh, story that is nationally relevant, then I think maybe that's worth a shot. But most likely, you're going to have to, you know, do the time like everybody else has. And so you want to make sure that that the person that you are considering to use as a publicist is being very realistic and is telling you what they are truly capable of doing. Now, some publicists do not promise any outcome because at the end of the day, they really have no control over that. Susan promised me outcomes um, and she's delivered and then some. And so guess who I'm going to call in my next book? You know, I mean, there's just there's certain things that they should be able to anticipate or say, like, in general, this is the success of previous clients. This is what you this is what we're shooting towards. And then because you did your homework from episode 39, you you built out the plan for yourself. You go to them with your plan and say, these are the goals and this is this is what I want to have done. And so if you want to go, if you write a book and you want to go on a book signing tour and you want to go to universities and bookstores and that sort of thing, and you want to build a following like a band, you know, hitting all the the dive bars and clubs and all that kind of stuff and really build a grassroots campaign, then you need to make that clear. But if you really just want to go on a podcast tour and and be on a hundred podcasts that are going to be out there for perpetuity, then you need to make that clear. And y'all need to set your goals collectively in a realistic way. All right. 
off that soapbox. So we're going to be totally clear on your goals and your plan. Um, and th- I think probably the best part about having a publicist, and I, I mentioned this before, but I just want to reiterate, is they have media relationships that you don't have. So especially if you're like launching a product, um, you know, they know people at magazines where women or men or whoever are, are reading those magazines that you don't know. And you might not have the time to start building those relationships. It's not that it's not possible. It's totally possible, especially with Twitter and all the other different ways that you, know, you can leave comments on, um, you know, their, their uh, online posts. I mean, there's a gajillion ways that you can make friends with the media um, nowadays without the help of a publicist. But do you really have the time? Really? Should you be spending your time doing that? Or you, should you be spending time developing your product or doing the things that you can do to promote your business and leave those type of things where those relationships are really important and leave those to the expert, okay? Um, I also want to point out that when you're working with a publicist and you're, you're going through all of that, it's not necessarily an expense, Um that's going to give you an immediate return on your investment. So it's not like I went on, you know, uh, whatever morning show that I was on and then like, woo, I got a report from uh, my uh, publisher going like, wow, book sales just went crazy in, in Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. So it's really about the long game. It's about what can this do for, for the company in the long run. And so you want to, again, going back to episode 39, you want to know what that is whether it's more sales, whether it's more credibility, so you can then get more sales. I mean, there should be, remember, we said it has to turn green in the end, but it's not going to turn green tomorrow. Public relations, working with the media is, um, I mean, unless you're going to be on Oprah (laughs) or something like that, uh, you're probably not going to be an overnight sensation. It's something that slowly builds over time. So you want to keep that in mind as you're working with your bookkeeper or your financial strategist or yourself uh, or your spouse or whoever it is that you talk about your goals with and your financial situation for your business and and make that um, where whatever investment that you make, that you recoup that over time, Okay. And just remember, too, this is a long-term investment in your goals. Whatever media coverage that you get, uh, first of all, you never really want it to stop. You never want to stop getting covered. But there are times where you go through a, quote, campaign, where it's a full press campaign on one particular topic, just like, I mean, I've always promoted myself to the media since I've been in business for, for this business um, and beyond. But for this particular business, we'll narrow it down to that. But I went on a full press campaign from October to like, you know, this, what was that, the first week of January to promote the Bombshell Businesswoman. Um, and, and that is a long-term investment because this book is never going to be gone. It will always be. And I will write other books. And so... I guess probably the biggest thing that I want you to realize as we're talking about building on your successes and, and, you know, preparing for the not so successful times handling that rejection is this is nothing about what you're doing is going to, um, you know, light your hair on fire or make you an overnight success right now. So just kind of keep everything 
in perspective. Remember that this is a marathon. This is not a sprint, even though it feels like a sprint because, again, it's a campaign. So you're like doing everything right now and it's very intense. And my gosh, I mean, I don't even know how many airports and airplanes I I got in and off of during flu season. Let me tell you, um, that was good times. But it might have been intense at the time, but it's it's a long term investment, right? So like when you started dating your significant other, it's really intense at first. You want to see each other all the time. And now that you're married, you're just like, uh, I'll, you know, are we going to go to dinner? Or are we just going to uh, heat up the frozen pizza? I mean, it, it just, you know, it simmers down and then it heats back up and it simmers down and heats back up. And that's, that's just how media works. So I, you know, my mentor and also the person who wrote the forward to my book, Pete, Wyan, um, he he made a good point to me um, when we were at coffee one day. He's been a great support of my sanity throughout this whole process. And he he said, you know, Amber, you wrote this book and, and published it in such a short amount of time. He said, usually, like, if you think about movie stars, um, you know, they go off. Nobody really knows that they're shooting this movie. They kind of do. It's kind of covered. It might be talked about a little bit. But they go off. They shoot the movie at whatever destination it is and then they have a period where they get to come home and people are like editing it and they're mastering it and they're doing everything to get this movie ready and they get to rest and then when the movie comes out or when it's about to come out then they go on their media tour and they go to all the late night shows and all the radio shows and podcasts or whatever it is that they do they're on the cover of all the magazines they do all these you know radio phone or interviews where they call into all these different radio stations and they promote 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 and they're very well rested and then they're done and then they start on the next movie and for me it was like I filmed the movie, and then the next day I went out and started the media tour. So I was exhausted, just just so you know. Um, but it is done, and is done forever. But I want you to think about it more like how Pete put it, and think about what product am I going to promote, and then build up to that, and then take a break, and then create the next thing. So even if you're like, let's just say you're a day spa, because I know all of you, um, there's so many salons and spas that listen to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Let's just say you're a day spa, and um, you really want to start promoting the fact that now you're doing myofacial release. Well, it might be that you start talking about that more um, in your community. It might be that you send um, your... uh, your massage therapist out to talk to different um, companies. Um, it might be that you participate in wellness fairs. It might be that you um, pitch it somehow in relation to um, the study that just came out from the National Arthritis Association. And so you write to your local newspaper and you say, you know, this study just came out and this is how we are dealing with this problem at XYZ Day Spa. And so there's always a way for you to really push something that is new and exciting or at least relevant to what's going on in the world. And then you need to take a little break because nobody likes a media whore. That's called a Kardashian, right? So you want to make sure that you pace this and you're in it for the long game. So that's it. I hope that you like this three parts of how to promote your stuff. 
how to promote yourself to the media parts one, two, and three. Go back and make sure that you listen to these episodes. Um, of course, if you haven't bought my book, I would love for you to buy my book uh, because I think on Amazon right now it's like eleven or twelve dollars, and it's in that range too. I think it's the least expensive on Target right now. Um, or you could go into your local Barnes and Noble or Books a Million. Hopefully, um, I know locally in the Nashville area, I'm on shelves and in other markets too. Um, and if I'm not on the shelf, then you just ask them to order it and um, you can pick it up at the store and then what happens when you walk away with it is they automatically back order it and then I'm on the shelf and that would be awesome Um, and the reason why I'm saying all this not because I'm looking to be a millionaire off of this book that I wrote it's because it is completely and totally a book that can help you and if you follow every single thing that I tell you to do in that like I can't even imagine how you would not be successful Um, and I wanted to make that very accessible to everyone who had $14.99 in their pocket, but it looks like it's selling for a little bit less right now post-holidays. So um, I love you to bits. Uh, Please let me know what you want covered uh, this year on the Bombshell Business Podcast. Um, If you want to be on the show, you have to, have to, have to fill out the form amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast. That's where you get all the show notes. And it's also on the sidebar where you can click to um, apply to be on the show. Um, Hopefully the past three episodes will give you a little idea of what I think about uh, how you pitch. And, um, and then also, you know, just shoot me an email, amber at amberhurdle.com and saying, Hey, this is my struggle. This is what I'd really like to learn more about. And then that will help me craft the content so that it is exactly what you want. uh, Because definitely this podcast is a labor of love and um, something that I do because I really want to have a free avenue for you to get better, um, not just at business, but at life. And so it doesn't all have to be business. It can certainly be um, things that you're dealing with as a professional woman. Um, you know, what are you what are you worried about? We've had um, fitness experts on before. Um, I had somebody, Paul Coliani, about your personal values, boundaries, and that sort of thing. So um, it's all up for grabs, folks. This is your show. It's not my show. Um, I am the original bombshell, but you guys are the bombshells. So I appreciate you listening and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.